0: What's up everyone? I'm Elias. I'm Luke. And I'm Liam. And this is episode three of The Listening Circle. Every episode we discuss music news, albums, and general opinions on music-related topics. And today we're going to talk about the music industry, how it's evolving, what the implications are of digital media and the internet, and the role that record labels play. But first, we're going to go ahead and hop into our rotation segment. So uh, Liam, why don't you start? What have you been listening to this past uh, couple weeks? Well, I've been listening. There are two albums I want to talk about today. The first is
1: um, from this band called The Armed. Their untitled album from twenty twelve. I've been listening to that a lot over the last few weeks, and I think it's an album that's just getting better and better to me every time I hear it because I'm. It's just such a crazy album, but it does so much. Like different between every song, it- it's hard to skip tracks on that kind of album. Very solid. Um, I've also been getting back into this band called Richelieu, specifically with their first album, Terras Uh Very good album, in my opinion. A lot like Tool, but without the metal in it, really, or any like the abstract lyricism. It's much more ground level in lyrics, and so it's much more relatable, I find. But still very well-written and impassioned and all this. Uh, very well-made music. I think Richelieu is very, very good.
0: Awesome. What about you, Luke?
2: Uh, I haven't found myself really finding um, many new artists. I've actually, like, for the past couple of weeks, I've been, especially since the, the weird sudden hype that, like, people are saying, oh, metal's going to make a second return and stuff, I've kind of been going back to, like, uh, stuff from, like, 10 years ago. Just I haven't really been going through albums, but just, like, scattered tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the stuff we probably would have listened to in, like, high school yeah um but other than that i got into uh i don't really know how to pronounce his name but i i think it's it's called weiss or he's called weiss it's some kind of a it's like this weird synth wave kind of electronic music that i've been getting into it's it's nice it's it's very aggressive kind of sounding music but uh yeah, that sounds like dark wave then yeah i i actually like uh I don't know what the genre is. I got exposed to it, and I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. So I just gave his albums a shot and kind of just been listening to them at work.
0: How is it spelled?
2: Uh, W-I-C-E. Okay. So I, it's either, like, Weiss or wiss I I don't know, something like that. But <laughs> it sounds pretty good. So I would recommend you guys give him a shot.
0: Nice. Um, for me, it's been a lot of um Beach House. I started getting into them, like, a week ago. Um, It's pretty outside of, like... A lot of the normal stuff i listen to except mm. for like i guess some shoegaze artists or whatever but um yeah very chill vibes and that's definitely been the mood i've been in lately um and then like uh the new denzel curry album not new anymore but a few months ago that's mm. like probably gonna be my album of the year i've been listening to that a lot um the new car bomb album and i meant to listen to the new lightning bolt album that dropped yesterday um people yeah, are saying didn't it's, you catch that yeah it's supposed to be like kind of a return to form for them uh with their early more like kind of experimental stuff Mm. um so i'm definitely looking forward to that uh I, i loved fantasy empire i think that was my favorite album of theirs but um yeah that's sort of been what i've been into lately a lot of different stuff from all around um cool so let's go ahead and hop into our main topic so We were going to talk about the music industry and um, sort of where it's at right now and and sort of the different, uh, I guess, critiques people have about um, where things are headed and the commercialization of music. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people like to talk about sort of the, um, there's a lot of artists who feel like they lack an ability to um and this has been going on for a long time uh, to sort of creatively express themselves because of the pressures to um you know create music that's financially successful mm-hmm. and conform to certain standards and things like that and one of the first things i wanted to bring up is like how do we feel about trends in music like obviously trends have been a part of consumer culture ever since you know Ever since a long time ago, you know, ever since capitalism sort ever of ever since things could be marketed exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's interesting to think about how like um, a lot of people think of trends as like, oh, you know, if something's trendy, then it's just like, you know, it's following a trend and therefore it's like not um, um, real in some way. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a true expression of of art or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. On the contrary, like, you could also look at trends as just kind of a natural sociological phenomenon, how, you know, people tend to follow each other, people tend to, you know, get into things at the same time. And so kind of curious to hear, like, what your perspectives are on, like, whether or not trends have affected music in a positive or negative way.
1: Well, I will say I definitely agree with the uh, latter perspective a lot more. I do think it is just a psychology, essentially, of how trends work. And I do think with the internet age, I think trends are going to be a lot faster, but the good trends are going to stick around longer and just like actually stick to um, an artist or maybe even an entire genre of music.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really good topic. Um, trends, yeah, they've they've always been sort of a thing integrated in society. And I do agree that it is something where Uh, A bunch of people will gravitate towards to at a given time or whatever is uh, you know catchy or what people like to to lean towards and then you know there's there's the counter side of that where you're saying um, I I don't want to misquote you but you mentioned that uh, people feel like it's it's an area where their creative expression um, cannot be recognized and other people it's all fake it's not yeah, real i don't like, think that's true though you don't think so i i think because obviously like to the people who are pushing that trend or are involved with their own you know creative work it it's real to them mm-hmm. it, it's their work and it's just successful um maybe a bit to a higher degree because it's following the trend and mm-hmm. i i think in that sense it's it's kind of uh just feels like kind of like a Debbie downer thing thing to say like, Oh, that's not real. It's just, it's just trendy stuff. But it's like, I, I, that just sounds kind of negative to me.
1: And I want to mention on that point that, um, I think a lot of people just have knee jerk reactions and accuse other people of following trends too easily, Definitely. especially when yeah. certain genres or sub genres might just explode out of nowhere and even become like a meme. like a uh, vaporwave comes to mind to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you make vaporwave music, you're probably going to get
0: called a poser by someone. And I don't think that's fair at all.
2: Right. Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to think about how, like, because I think we're all on sort of on the same page there. But you know, I, I see so many articles nowadays that are like, "Oh, rock is dead," and therefore, like, you know, the mainstream doesn't respect like true, you know, <laughs> well, instrumentalist, like, true talent, and stuff like on. that. I
2: think we know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, that absolutely we, isn't we've we've been to. What at least like one or two rock concerts in the past year or something or mm-hmm. maybe something where it's not necessarily trendy those things are lively people go there yeah. with absolute love and respect for the bands there yeah mm-hmm. it, it's just it pertains to a demographic that you know was very hyped like 20 30 years ago and it's just not as hype right now
0: and it's yeah trends. and i mean rock music kind of was in the like dominant you know sphere of of music culture up until like you know maybe the 2000s i would say like
1: early 2010s started really dying out yeah
0: and i feel like that's really just due to rocks like lack of innovation compared to hip-hop nowadays you know yeah but but
1: also i would also argue that um a lot of alternative rock and a lot of radio rock so to speak has just been so muddied and boiled down ever since the early 2000s -hmm. even
0: well, didn't um, every era kind of have its own, like, sound to it? Sure. Yeah. But I guess, like, I could see, like, what what exactly examples would you bring to mind of, like, 2000s kind of, like...
1: Um, well, I think what I'm specifically talking about is that um, once the 90s ended, I think a lot of people kind of, at least a lot of people who make music, forgot how to, um, like, acknowledge their own aesthetic. Like, a lot of people just try to be as clean and as straightforward as possible. That's actually why... Um, when alternative rock was still really big even in the later... Like, it was still pretty big in the late 2000s, I would argue, but I never was a, very fond of that. That's why I kind of started gravitating to metal and just, like, hardcore punk and just heavier sounds than that.
2: Yeah, I I can agree to that. I think um, when the early 2000s kind of rolled around, I found myself, uh, you know, getting my ears buried in, hmm. like, uh different kinds of metal, prog metal, new metal, because I... I yeah. I would say that that was probably a high point for for that kind of music. I don't know. I wouldn't say that those things ever kind of got trendy except for maybe like RAR XD days, which we shouldn't have to talk about. oh man <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I have to agree with you there i I feel like you know it did have its sound at the time, especially you know when it was at its peak it it had a very recognizable and Sound that pertained to a much broader audience, and I just think as you know, years go by, decades go by, it just starts to dilute, and maybe that also has to do with something with other subgenres kind of like branching out. Like I know you said that. Um, sorry, I don't want to. I never want to misquote people. I feel like a, like a jerk when I do that. But the way you expressed it expressed it is you felt like rap or hip hop kind of has like a better. Branching out experience than like rock did. I, I think, think that's so. true. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think rock did have something like that, but perhaps just not as strong. Yeah, like kind of I would agree with
1: that too. I think rock's strongest point where it was starting to uh, split up into multiple points was when it was starting to become like rock and punk, where it was starting to become more dignified. Um, For although it sure. is before our time a little bit. Yeah. Um, with hip hop, it's much easier to say because like there's trap and stuff like that. Trap is definitely something that is been particularly like uh i guess you could describe as poppy like as pop sensibility to a point Mm -hmm. because the uh it's trap essentially describes the uh, rhythmic flow of it and that kind of rhythmic flow is very uh easy to just listen to
0: yeah i think so yeah i'm i can say i'm very happy for the trap trend right now i think it's it's resulted in a lot of really good music out there and i think like i think that speaks to like what can be fun about trends is whenever a lot of people are into something at one time it kind of makes it i don't know i like going places and hearing the kind of music i like you know for sure if i'm just going around to a friend's house or or whatever it may be um and i think there's a very social aspect to music and i mean really every culture absolutely where like you know it's just more fun to like things when other people are into it it's a
2: different experience from putting headphones in. and just listening to music you like for yourself than mm-hmm. going to a, a venue or a location, understanding, like, oh, I'm, I'm here for the same reason as these people. We, yeah. you know, it, it's a weird, unspoken connection, mm-hmm. and I, that's a really cool thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, trends
1: will be trends. Um, there's not much more to say other than I, I do think, personally, pop has kind of... Like, like, literal pop has kind of just, like, spiraled out into just as derivative as you can get now. And I think it's going to either collapse or just maybe just go quiet. And then,
0: yeah, that that's the interesting thing about right now is I feel like, you know, before you were able to say like, Oh, like this is pop music. This is what everyone listens to. Whereas I feel like now things have diversified so much. Where yeah. Like there's a lot of different types of mainstream music out right now.
2: I also think that while that's still true, pop music still tries to push to be like the number one i think it's still despite oh, all, it despite all yeah. the creativity and the sub genres and genres that have split off from you know where music became very um what's the word uh media focused mm-hmm. or in the mainstream um
0: but i mean what even is pop music anymore like is if taylor swift is pop music then is drake also that, pop music that, that is thinking? actually a really good question because yeah
2: it, it poses a good question if i can't give you like such a direct answer because i'm thinking about that and like even nowadays I, I don't follow pop music too much but i wouldn't be able to tell you like what is pop music right, right. now who is following like the the pop uh genre right now yeah i I don't have an answer for that
1: ultimately i would argue that there's still just like pop as you would just imagine it in your own head and there's like pop hop like hip hop that has very poppy sensibilities (laughs) i've never heard of that (laughs) i just made it up yeah (laughs) that's sick (laughs) like i would say drake is a really good example of that hip-hop pop fusion yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so that's kind of interesting um and then like Like you were mentioning, we were talking the other day, Liam, like how, um, you know, a lot of artists, um, they will take things that are trends nowadays and and, like put their own sort of spin on it. Yeah. Um, And I think like it doesn't have to be a binary between like, oh, this is music that I'm making, you know, to be successful. And this is music I'm making for my own creativity. Absolutely. A a blend of both things. Yeah. Um, I think Kendrick Lamar was the example you brought up. Yeah, know. he
1: is yeah. the ultimate example in my mind, at least as someone who can make a trend his own thing Yeah, and does multiple times.
2: Yeah, sort of a, a non... I not want to say conformist, because that, that may be a little extreme, but like a, artists who are willing to take their own spin on things and their own what it is they want from their music, and they can push it in this kind of you know media-focused world. Um Where everyone kind of has to—I wouldn't say everyone has to follow the same like uh, expectations for every genre—but like Kendrick Lamar, like I have you—you guys have probably seen like his music videos and Mm -hmm, stuff. Like it's very creative stuff. Oh yeah, and it's stuff that like I wouldn't be able to find in anybody else's like you know music video or any kind of music they put out on their own albums. Yeah. Uh, Another artist that kind of comes to mind, and I I, don't—I don't want to say she's weird but just different. Have you, have you ever heard of Poppy? Yes. I have too. Poppy's yeah. a character. <laughs> that is like essence creativity. Like, I don't know who's behind the strings of like that character. I hope that's totally her own original thing. But like that is, that's some amazing stuff being put out. Yeah. And it's like, it's her own thing. It's her own spin on what she believes her genre of music belongs to.
0: Yeah, I'm not super familiar with Poppy, but I've seen like a few of the videos. I'm kind of familiar with like what she does artistically, and it seems like like a lot of her stuff, especially originally, was kind of like a, a social commentary, right? Yeah,
2: almost. It, yeah. it felt that way. That was the the vibe I got from it.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that that I mean every every subculture, every era has kind of had its like media that satirizes like whatever is mainstream for sure, um, and. Yeah, I, I love that music is is still sort of embracing that. Um, just real quick, shouts to Weird Al, Weird Al
1: still doing his thing. He, <laughs> he is the king of that. Yes, absolutely. Still
2: going. I think I have accidentally seen Weird Al four times. I saw really? him once, like just to go see him, and then every other time it's been like, "Hey, uh, we got extra tickets," or "Hey,
1: wow. do you want to go?" Or, like, <laughs> I'm like that's great. Sure
2: i've already seen him like two now three times like, <laughs> how does this keep happening to me <laughs> good show though that's really funny he's really good live
0: yeah that's awesome i want to see weird Al sometime um so yeah and then like i guess the other aspect of like what the industry has done to musicians and artists is like kind of Embracing this, like, celebrity culture where, you know, maybe you could argue that sometimes the artist is more important than the art itself, you know? Yeah,
2: actually, I can agree with that.
0: Yeah. um, And so I guess that would be one thing that I would say is kind of unfortunate sometimes when, like, you know, because, I mean, we're all music people, you know? We care about the way the music sounds. We care about, you know, whether an album is good or not. And so... Um, I've always thought it was kind of interesting how like a lot of the popular like news media and everything is more focused on like people's personal lifestyles and things like that. Yeah,
2: it almost makes it so like the, um, the content or whatever music a certain artist brings out is kind of diluted in this uh, who the artist is. Yeah, it's like that's more of the focus rather than their their work. And
1: maybe not even necessarily who they are, but just like a general craze over their uh, image for sure, yeah, and I think an Im- I think image is a very important thing to talk about here because I think a lot of people who aren't big music fans, uh, would maybe argue that the image is just as important as the art, but I think that's a very tricky, and it's almost it's almost like well yeah you are valuing the image but is there really anything of substance that you're evaluating out of this because I haven't seen a whole lot of people bring image into an artist like a specific artist any specific artist i've never seen the topic of that artist's image ever be relevant unless they were just like a crazy fucked up person or yeah, something unless
0: like maybe aspects of that are brought into the art itself you know but um, sure and
1: artists definitely do that to varying degrees just depending yeah. on what they want to how they want to express
0: themselves but yeah yeah usually it's it's pretty irrelevant i mean like kanye west comes to mind like you know how oh, like... the, the two
2: that come to mind and no discredit to either of them because i actually think that they're they're talented regardless yeah the the two that come to mind are kanye west and ariana grande mm-hmm. like they it feels like their image and who they are who what is presented there's like a, a either a secondary or maybe even a primary following of people who are just there to like i don't want to say worship but they almost...
1: Uh... Well, with Kanye, it almost gets to that point. Yeah. <laughs> that man's got power. He does. But, um,
2: <laughs> their, their image is very important to a lot of people. And a lot of people almost base their own image, in a way, off of that. and It doesn't feel like an inspirational thing. It just feels kind of like a weird cult following.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my opinion on it. I don't. That's probably not true. That's just how it, it comes off. That's how it feels. It definitely feels like a cult following with Kanye's sort yeah, of, but it's also his persona. Like he just has to have attention.
2: Yeah, and
1: most artists aren't really like that. They don't want attention brought to themselves for sure. So he, I would say he's like the ultimate anomaly in music.
2: What's crazy? He's so good too. Like yeah, he's he, actually I love real, his music. Yeah, his work is amazing. It is great. His character is a character, though.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I do think it's interesting in Kanye's case, though, because his music is so personal. You know. Oh yeah. So in in some cases, it, it, it
1: varies a lot. I wouldn't say "Jesus" is a very personal album, but then again, the majority of his work probably is personal. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day,
0: and so I feel like, to some extent, you know, knowing so much about him as a person maybe gives his music some perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. definitely.
1: I think that's the only reason people look at image at all. It's like we need context for why they're expressing themselves the way they are because mm-hmm. I I find that in the mainstream eye, people get confused very easily because when they hear when most people hear music they're looking for an image of an artist. I would I would think.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah, I think some people do. I think some people find that important.
0: Mhm. Definitely. And then like kind of the other side of this is, you know, sometimes it's not just the artists sort of like pushing their own image, but a lot of times it's the label, um, you know, kind of promoting, um, promoting certain habits, promoting certain lifestyles, wanting their artists to be a certain way in order to get attention. Um, and the, the one news article that um, we were just talking about is um, the, uh, the issue with uh, little Peep. He just died, you know, a few, when was that, like last year?
1: It was about a year and a half or two years ago. year and ago. a half ago. might be two years in this December, I think. It was December 2017, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, and so I was reading this article on Pitchfork that says uh, his mother is actually suing his management um, over his death. Yeah. Um, because let me just, like, read a couple sentences from this article. Um, so the the headline says, uh, Lisa Womack, I guess that's his mom, uh, claims First Access Entertainment encouraged drug use and ignored warnings over late rapper's health. Um, claims that Peep, who was on tour when he died, had been encouraged to use drugs by managers, including in one in- instance when they allegedly supplied him with a bottle of pills. Uh, she mm. also says that when Peep asked to leave the tour, managers made him stay on the road. So that's pretty alarming. It yeah, definitely that's,
2: is. That's a red flag for sure. Yeah, like I can't even imagine being in that position of Lil Peep. Like, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. And especially if he at some point wanted to go home or at least stop what it was he was doing. And then you've got all these people who are, you know, his people uh, who who push the label or his his managers, whatever, who are involved in making Lil Peep have a concert on stage and do his thing. They're they're against him now all of a sudden, at least from his perspective. Like, that'd be terrifying. And unfortunately, it came down to some really sad results
0: yeah and it it really highlights how like like profit is everything to the industry like above you know someone's actual but people in also management
1: positions seem to think that image is even more important than the art Mm -hmm. and with the little peep example i personally think that um it wasn't just about the drugs i feel like these managers were pushing this just to get him more into this like don't-give-a-crap, like, compl- party-all-the-time mentality and image. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like they're trying too hard to get, like, every cent they can out of him, and it just, just blew up like this. Yeah. fortunately killed him.
2: Why do you think that is, though? Like, say, a, a label or someone who is in high management position is trying to push a certain image, behavioral habits patterns whatever you want to call them that are actually well known to a large demographic it's like oh yeah this is who Lil Peep is he 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 parties hard he, he drinks he he, ta- he pops these pills and stuff or whatever why do you think that is like why do you think people who are in you know in the music industry so heavily and who are behind these labels uh what's the incentive behind that like what's the what's the drive the push for that
0: it's got to be just because like they think that that's what the audience wants, you know. They they want, you know, because kids party all the time, they want to relate to someone who parties all the time and and so that, you know, they have to build this person up to be like, you know, have this certain image so that he's cool so that, you know, people like his music more. And it's unfortunate, you know, we you know, we live in the digital age where like all that should matter like, when you think about it, it should be, you know, how does the music sound? We're going to, you know, spread this music via word of mouth, via Spotify playlists and things like that. But, like, the image is still really important. And, I mean, it can't be, um, you know, obviously, if they're spending so much time and money and effort maintaining this image, you know, they've got to have a lot of marketing people who... Um, who know that this actually is important, which has to reveal that that is what people are looking for to some extent. So in a way, you could argue it's the consumer's fault. Yeah. Although I feel like the marketing thing is also fizzling out because of platforms
1: like Bandcamp. Not only can artists distribute their music really easily, but they can also market themselves really easily because it's just like, here's a link to my music, go buy it. Right. And you just see... And also social media allows artists to have more control over their self-image nowadays. I would would hope
0: that because of all those things you mentioned, like we're currently in a transition phase where, you know, 10 years, 20 years down the road, we won't have news stories like this where, you know, artists are being pressured to use drugs and live a certain lifestyle just to Mm -hmm. make things happen because, you know. I mean, I thought we were already there. Now that you know, self distribution, like you said, is is um, so popular. I mean, Chance the Rapper didn't he release all of his albums by himself? Like his mixtapes, mixtapes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we theoretically, we shouldn't need like labels anymore to um, like you know, push these images in order to sell music. You would um, think? Yeah. yeah.
2: Unfortunately, I mean, since they do hold a. Know, a high stature of power in the music industry. Like if you want to be something big, you need a label or something like that's usually the general like, uh, the general belief. But like you know, you, for instance, you said like uh, Bandcamp or SoundCloud could be a really good platform to push that on your own. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, isn't that what Post Malone did? Mm-hmm. Post Malone, he was only like he was just a SoundCloud yeah. dude, and granted yeah he's got talent and he found the right platform to push it where he felt like he was in control of it Mm -hmm. but eventually that didn't become the case i I mean i don't know is is all his stuff still like self-push or does he i'd imagine he he has some kind of labels for his full release yeah right like yeah he he got pulled in even despite having that free platform um
0: yeah that's interesting
1: well also the thing is it kind of goes into the diy perspective of things and some people just don't like that they don't want to put in all the effort to press cds or just go to like do that all on their own like obviously that's what the point of record
0: label is just to manage
2: have someone do that for you
0: yeah Yeah. to manage all that production for
2: sure yeah
0: yeah and the bigger you are probably the harder it is to do all that yourself Um, oh yeah but i it's interesting to me when i contrast like Um, between how music industry works and, like, how the film industry works, for example, where actors, as far as I understand it, you know, they'll usually have their own, like, personal managers that they hire to, like, get deals and negotiate things and you know manage their calendar and things like that um and it's interesting to me that i mean i don't know how accurate of a comparison this is but it seems like in the music industry the alternative to that is like you know you sign a record label and you sell your soul away so that these so that this big business can manage everything for you um it's kind of interesting to me like why it's so why it works so differently you know
2: yeah yeah did, did Elias just make a film reference when Dante's not around? <laughs> I gotta fill in for him. Oh my oh gosh! Man. <laughs> Today is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I I see what you're saying. Um, it does require that sort of uh, managerial attention at some point. Like, I, I like imagine like the next day, like someone picks up your stuff or someone listens to your stuff, and they, you know, they give you an opportunity for you to take care of everything. So long as you're the one pushing for it, and you're actually uh, making your content and your creative work uh, become mainstream, or rather, you're the one managing it, they will make it mainstream for you. Like they'll mm-hmm. they'll make sure all everyone hears your stuff. Like here's Elias, here's all his work, but you're the one taking care of all the wet work and all of like the the, the nitty gritty details that require such a large staff. Like I don't think I don't think you would be able to do that. Like not not singling you out or anything i don't think anyone would (laughs) be able to do that for more than like three days that's a lot to handle oh yeah for sure yeah i feel like you know when you're an actor in film it's kind of the same thing if you're in stardom if you're i don't want to say an idol because i mean i guess that's true to some people but when you're at that point it's like you know you kind of need that backup Mm -hmm. for sure
1: definitely and I will say, I think it's important for um, for most artists to have some sort of manager, but they don't have to go to a record label to do that. There are people who just manage professionally, and they are independent. And I think that'll become more important in the music sphere, especially
0: when you have all, these easy,
1: all this easy access to self-publishing. Yeah, I yeah. would
0: hope that that becomes the norm one day. If... I think it will, honestly. I, I
2: think, yeah. at least in the past, like things tend to fade out as the the better or I would, not better but uh the more viable option for a larger number of people becomes like oh this makes more sense for us to do this rather than stick to the things we've been doing that don't really blend well with the environment right now i mean i guess it's kind of hard to say that about record labels and the music industry because music will always be uh at least from going forward i think music music will always be plugged into them to the media I feel like that will always be a thing going forward. It's Absolutely. Just a of yeah. How people get plugged in now is I think what may change, hopefully mm-hmm. over time.
0: Yeah. So do you guys think that it's possible that in the future, um, thanks to the internet, like self-publishing on Bandcamp and YouTube and stuff like that could become the norm and kind of replace these like record labels and stuff like that? I
1: think it will, but I think it'll take a long time to, con- to surely become the norm. I think Uh, streaming services like spotify you like anyone can get their music on spotify now so that part of the process has become a lot easier i think there might be a full shift to digital streaming slash youtube slash whatever you want to call it in the next 10 years um what i think the big deal right now though is artists understanding that um um if you're going to market yourself online you you want to try to go viral in some way and i think like uh, making your own music videos is probably the best avenue for that, but yeah. there are, there are plenty of other ways.
2: Yeah, I think perhaps uh, going off what Liam said, yeah, it, it probably would take a lot of time, um, but hopefully, because I, I don't know what it is, but at least when it comes to the kind of creativity that you see like from content creators on YouTube, uh, especially music oriented, like some of the stuff there, it's fantastic. It, it's it's stuff that I think deserves a bit more attention. No?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure, like, I would hope that you don't have to, like, do something, like, crazy and viral in order to, like, be financially successful with that, but I I do think that would be a large part of it, too. Um, I would hope that, like, we kind of naturally progress towards um you know music discovery is already becoming a lot better thanks to like spotify's algorithms and things like that Mm -hmm. people are just discovering music without it needing to be advertised which i think is really wonderful and especially as like um you know a lot of those algorithms are using machine learning to kind of like find similar sounding music and i think that will kind of transform um people's ability to uh, not need to market themselves, you know. Just yeah. make make the music, make it appealing, and then it will go to the right places. I think that would be a really wonderful. That is uh, actually yeah.
1: something I've not thought about at all. Yeah, algor- yeah, algorithms' role in getting music spread out there because Spotify does do a good job at
0: that. Yeah, definitely. I can test that personally. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I could be listening to something pretty general on Spotify, and then, you know, they'll they'll recommend me like someone I've never heard of, but it's kind of like in the same niche. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really good. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is great. Never heard of these guys before. Ten out of ten. Yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, how Spotify I does a lot that. Of
0: my grace. artists yeah. Nowadays, um, yeah, it's usually like Spotify or or Last FM. Um, you know, a lot of really good recommendation algorithms out there.
1: I think Last FM was on the forefront of trying to do that. That's why there were a lot of music nerds who signed up for that way back in the day, and that's why I signed up for it because it is a great way to amalgamate your listening habits and try to find new artists to listen to from that Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that people have wanted for a long long time but no one ever really thought about it until someone made like a website like LastFM or a streaming service like Spotify
2: yeah Um, I think the main well obviously the main competitor for that kind of uh, push for the how artists are being discovered now is the the big head honcho of the, the mainstream media of music um, and that's that's a tough competitor for sure uh, mainstream media music it's it'll be blown into everyone's face like whether or not like like sometimes I'll go get like a sandwich at like a food place and there'll be songs that playing uh, that are like considered mainstream media music that you know it, it gets kind of repetitive but I think that's the point it's they're trying to push that music all the time this is what you know the that new hot big thing and that's a lot to compete with from someone who's trying to get their voice out, like say, uh, you know, using Spotify as a platform or using, uh, uh, YouTube soundcloud. Like it's very overbearing. It's, it's hard to compete with.
0: I mean, at the same time though, I feel like, you know, 15 years ago or so, like, you would know what all of the current popular songs are because you're always, like, listening to the radio or whatever. Or someone in your life sure. is. Yeah. No one
1: was, I, I can't think of anyone in my life that listens to the radio anymore. Exactly. For, yeah. yeah.
0: And so I think that, like, at least for me now, like, I, I didn't even hear Sicko Mode until, like, a year after that came out, you know, and, and that was <laughs> apparently, like, the biggest song ever. Um, yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, I think, um, I think kind of the great thing about, like, this new like self-discovery self-publishing era is that you know there there is no at least i don't think there is really a like singular monolithic mainstream anymore you know yeah it's much more it's much more diverse yeah and i think that'll that'll help definitely the the push towards um you know people making it on their own you know not like, I know you kind of said having to, like, compete with, like, mainstream media music, but it almost seems like we're reaching a time where that might not be the case.
2: Right. It, I think in the present, that's that's definitely a factor, but I, I think I, we could come to an agree, agreement that eventually, perhaps, the people pushing for their own content eventually becomes the louder voice
0: right. in, in all this. Yeah. I would hope so. That'd be great.
1: I think it's going to happen relatively soon
0: yeah although what's interesting to think about and i kind of just thought about this is that um remember when youtube came out that was supposed to be like you know for a while it was you know any person with a webcam you know could be viral and you know most of the videos we were all watching were just random people you know who had a funny idea or whatever and it seems Mm -hmm. like youtube has become very like corporate and controlled commercialized Yeah. yeah it's
2: it's taken a complete 180 Mm-hmm. it's it's no different from like i guess how television would have ran like when like when i was growing well, up that's it, what it, they it feels, want yeah it's very similar <laughs> yeah and it, i
0: worry about the same thing happening to music you know um, because I feel like all the things we were talking about, about how, like, you know, self-publishing and self-discovery and all that kind of thing and related videos and algorithms, you know, YouTube used to be all about that. And now it's about, like, they're trying to push their premium thing. and Yeah, like, that
1: is concerning. Like, imagine, yeah. like, going on a SoundCloud and then having to listen to, like, a 15-second ad before any track you played. Like, that would be awful. And yeah. And that could really make, um, like, self-publishing a r- really, um... Uh, really difficult to navigate because you need to make money off of that platform somehow and advertising is the most direct way but at the same time you're going to be annoying a lot of your cust- potential customers so it's like do you take the ad money now or could you just take your fans good faith later like most most record label types are not avid about that at all and frankly there's a reason for that and like for artists they're going to have to make that choice on their own and so that might become a that might become the more difficult aspect of this conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't become the norm. I mean, I could see it with like, you know, cause Spotify is really huge right now. Everyone uses Spotify. Yeah. And I think if they like monopolize things too much, then you know, it could become a thing where they're just promoting you know, they become the new record company basically. I don't recognize. think the
1: streaming I don't think streaming platforms are gonna become monopolized because Apple has their own implementation of it there's title there are a bunch of streaming services all offering different like perks for each service like title advertises like like incredible streaming quality like you won't get with other services and there is something to that but um like even i use spotify like most people are going to gravitate towards the first of its kind and spotify was the first platform that i'm aware of that allow you to fully stream any song or album that you could think of that Mm -hmm. was available there
2: yeah, and kind of equating that to like um to say like YouTube um kind of where it is right now. Uh I don't I don't think like I don't think Spotify or music as a whole. I I don't I I would hope that there is no possible monopoly for that kind of stuff because that would be I feel like that that takes away a lot from the content creators or what is uh the people who push for their own creations and their own music. Uh, Like, for instance, I guarantee you, um, if, say, YouTube, for example, YouTube right now, I'm sure you guys are, like, aware, um, like, content creators are getting choked right now. Like There's a lot of restrictions and stuff. Um, That being said, I guarantee you, if someone created a brand new platform, very similar to YouTube, where the restrictions and all of, like, the regulations and what it means to actually be, like, a verified content creator and to actually make a living from YouTube... I guarantee you if a new platform came out that did something very similar to YouTube, a lot of content creators would ditch YouTube and go straight over there. That being said, what I believe is if something were to happen to music, if, you know, Monopoly or whatever, there's always that next thing that tries to
1: push away from that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the real issue here is, like, static content versus, like, I don't want to call it dynamic content, but when you're talking about a service like YouTube, like that's just you uploading a video. And yes, they have streaming services, but this is my point, is that when you're looking at YouTube, like it's just a video that you have to edit yourself or maybe a professional production, but usually it's like a one-man effort on YouTube. And that's why YouTube alternatives don't really take off because there's no user base there. Whereas with streaming services, even video game streaming, competition is relatively easier to establish. Like Twitch now has competition. Twitch TV has a. Competition. It's the new Microsoft. Uh... Yeah, mixifiers or Mixer. Mixer or something. Mixer, yeah, that's what it's called. Where, so it's kind of. I feel like there's kind of a fundamental difference between a platform where you literally just upload something, or, or where it's literally streamed to someone. Where, because in a streaming environment, you you want a lot of the control, and that's why so many different streaming platforms for music. Have, some, have such a wide user base. But with video game streaming, that's just way more narrow. That's why only Microsoft has competition there.
2: Sure. And I... You're, you're, you bring up a good point. I, I agree with you. I, the only reason why I pose the questions when, like, kind of comparing, say, something like YouTube and a streaming mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. is what makes it so that the streaming services or, I guess, now going back to music as a whole, what makes it have immunity from that kind of... Uh, uh, control from like uh the people kind of like what, what makes it immune from the stuff that was happening to youtube content creators what makes it immune yeah. to the people who are trying to upload their own work through spotify or any one, kind of musical I, creative platform
1: i think one element to it is that um like your tastes will never truly die with music mm-hmm. like you'll want to go back and listen to the old stuff Whereas with like videos or TV well, TV shows are a little bit weirder. Yeah. But like with like videos uploaded to YouTube, you're probably not gonna rewatch most of that stuff. For sure. So there's a pressure to constantly have this like just this almost like almost like a stream of sewage of content. At least from yeah, my opinion. I didn't even fair, think about yeah. that.
0: It's I was point. gonna say, like, I guess it's kinda related to that, but like I I feel like marketing experts in music kind of acknowledge the Diversity of taste in exactly, music, exactly. and I I think that I think that that suits the customer, that suits the consumers well because um, you know if there's an acknowledgement that you know some people are going to gravitate towards you know metal, some people are going to gravitate towards hip hop or dream mm-hmm. pop or mm-hmm. indie rock or whatever, um, you know the more of that diversity is acknowledged, the heart the less incentive there is to like try and standardize everything and monopolize everything and you know only promote one or two artists at the forefront, you know? For sure, yeah. So I would hope that that, to answer your question, kind of, like, prevents music from going down that road of being too, like, corporate and controlled. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: it's going in the opposite direction because of the internet, but we'll see. (laughs) We will. Yeah.
0: So one of the issues going on right now, and one of the things that might make it difficult for this kind of self-publishing phenomenon to really take off is, um, the issue of artists finding it difficult to be, uh, paid enough, you know, especially on a lot of these streaming platforms where, you know, people are, um, uh, taking issue with Spotify and taking issue with, you know, their labels and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I wonder if, um, if that'll continue to be a problem going forward, um, you know, with, you know, I would hope that a lot of these services, because they know they have to appeal to artists, they would kind of be competing, you know, for the artists and trying to raise their payouts in that way. Like I know Bandcamp has definitely tried to; um, they have a higher payout than like iTunes and things like that, mm-hmm. especially for self-publishers. But I wonder if that's gonna be a consistent um, back and forth going forward.
1: Sure, sure. Uh... Well, I think one thing that's going on right, or one thing that will develop in the next few years is that there's gonna be an interesting dichotomy between. Do you maintain your online presence with that self-publishing, or do you just try to maintain your touring presence? Because touring is where you're going to make most of your money for most acts. Obviously, something radical and experimental. You're probably not going to get a whole lot of people showing up to your concerts, so you're probably going to have to market yourself a little bit differently, but that's a much more individualized issue. The issue at hand is that, um, is the internet getting in the way too much, possibly, or is it not getting in the way enough?
2: Well... So I, I guess because I've heard this whole um, kind of controversy going on like I, I guess for an example, is Spotify isn't exactly they're not paying certain artists like what they're what they're owed or maybe you guys could educate me better on that on that whole situation as a whole. because I've heard about it, but I don't know too much about it.
0: Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the the specific details. I the impression I was under uh, a couple of years ago when I was reading about a lot of this is that normally, Depending on the specific deal, uh, it'll be like Spotify pays the record companies like first and then they're expected to pay the artists a certain amount and sort of that's where the discrepancy is. But yeah. um, but I've also heard recently about like Spotify is supposed to be paying the artists as well um, and it's only like, you know, point whatever cents per stream. And... I've heard Digger's wow. like
1: six cents per stream. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. really low.
2: Yeah, that could be rough. I yeah. mean... You know, some people, they'll hit the replay button a couple times. Or, I mean, what, like Spotify, people get certain artists, at least probably the, the bigger ones get the advantage here. But, you know, they've got a couple million people, you know, pushing their tracks every day, right? Like that's yeah. got to be the normal for them. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that kind of uh, attention is best for the, the people who are in the mainstream. So I guess that does beg the, the question are the people who are trying to push themselves who are don't have that big of a following yet is this something that they can take off from like is there any money in them for them because you know you got to make money somehow mm-hmm. despite you're making what it is that you love and you're you're being passionate about your work like you got to you, you got to get paid for that yeah you got to live especially if that's what they're trying to do like full-time
0: yeah i, w- I would hope that that um you know like i said the the payout needs to be more in order for the smaller artists to really make it. I agree, yeah. Or, I mean, like, you know, I guess to to play devil's advocate for a second, you could argue that, you know, you just need to make music that people will want to replay, and then, you know, the money will come that way. But um, perhaps it could be met in the middle a little bit, you know. I think um, it's – I think music listening habits have also changed where um, in, you know, before – Napster before the Internet, you know, you bought an album and you listened to it. Yeah, you had to go to a store and all that. Yeah. 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 Mm So people definitely gravitated more towards fewer like albums and fewer artists. And, you know, so maybe I think part of the problem, but also part of what's awesome about the Internet is the fact that you can listen to so many different things, um, you know, throughout your day, throughout your week or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting going forward to see um, if if there's a way to market, um, you know, if there's a way to to make money just through streaming and you know pay them more. Because also the problem is you have to look at it from the business perspective of you know if they're going to pay out more money to the artist, then where is that money coming from? Right. You know, are we going to see? more ads in our streaming services are we going to see the prices go up in those streaming services i mean spotify as it stands right now i I don't i can't recall what the most recent news on this but i remember for a while they were not turning any profits at all Um, oh really yeah i
2: never even heard about that
0: yeah spotify for a while they were not um, publicly traded and so they were just building up that audience basically and like pouring like whatever money they made back into the company um and not turning any profit interesting yeah Which is probably why it took so long, you know, while the Internet was still around, you know, you normally it was just selling music through iTunes. I think that might be why it took so long for um, Spotify to come to the U.S. and for streaming services to really take off uh, is because it's it's really hard for, you know, the money to be made. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one solution, and I, I always advocate if you like an album, you probably should be buying it on Bandcamp or you should be buying a CD of it, um, because right now that's sort of just, that's how artists make money or going to the concerts, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, you know, I wonder if that'll always need to be the case, you know, or if there'll be some sort of magic that can happen with streaming services where, where they can just, you know, churn out more money for these artists.
2: That'd be great. And I feel like that is, since that is an area that has been um, brought up or it's 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 an issue it's an issue for um, a lot of artists nowadays, you know, at some point you can hope that it'll be addressed and that there will be some sort of uh, solution that can unfold from that because I personally think if you're going to actually commit to that kind of uh, you know content creation and Trying to make a name for yourself, like it, it, it definitely should be rewarded, regardless. Like if you're a small-time person or if you're a big-time person, like I, I think, I wouldn't say equal recognition because that's kind of virtually impossible. But right. um, I think it would be nice just that those people get what they deserve. Exactly. In the long run.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, they are providing a service for the people who listen to their music. You know? Sure. Yeah. And the the more people listen to their music, I feel like the more they. Uh, Deserve to be able to make a living off of that, you know, that's what that's what the market is supposed to provide, you know Um, but Yeah, I don't know what the um, I don't know what the way forward is or what the solution is or how things are gonna change and evolve over time Um, But I did recently um, Hear about this new platform. I don't know how new it is, but I just heard about it Um, That's a cooperatively owned um, streaming platform called resonate Hmm. um i'm on their website right now because i just i this just came to mind i was like we can't miss an opportunity to to bring this up because it's very relevant here but um i guess it's co-owned by the people who um are you know the artists who are on the website they like there's some sort of like um um what's it called like they're like everyone's an investor sort of okay um yeah, it says rewiring the music industry, um, building a new music economy based on fairness, transparency, and cooperation. Um, oh, that's amazing!
2: I, is how recent is this?
0: Um, I believe it was like being worked on for a while, and then like I want to say earlier this year, it like kind of um, you know they like made announcements about like making it a, a thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for artists, this means owning their work and owning their networks, all about fairness and control. We allow our creators to set the terms on which to distribute their art.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm actually just looking at it right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so this is essentially
1: a streaming service that also almost acts as like a record label as well, but in a much more straightforward manner?
0: Yeah, sort of, it okay. looks like. Okay. Um, yeah one member one share one vote system brings democracy to the platform so it's like yeah it's like all the artists sort of how have a say in like how the streaming platform works and like how payments work and everything really um good uh, and it's also a stream to own so it's like if you stream the if you stream whatever song it looks like nine times then um you uh how does it work is it like you pay every time? but like, I saw
2: that. I'm, yeah. I was curious on that.
0: Yeah, eventually you get to just like download the song, which is also cool because um, that's probably one of the problems with Spotify, you know, is you never really own the music you're listening yeah, to. And, True. And,
1: and I'll be frank. I think that's something that appeals to me at least is knowing that I'm directly supporting the artist. That's why I've used Bandcamp for a, no- a number of times to support some of my favorite artists mm-hmm. because you, you know that you're directly supporting them. Whereas when you're streaming just a song on Spotify, you don't really know what that's going
2: to do. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I've never actually thought about that. Um, Like it it feels different from, you know, going on Spotify. And if I want to listen to system of a down and I put on, you know, uh, just a random track of theirs, it it feels a bit different than, you know, when I was younger and I went out and I bought physical albums from them, it felt, it feels like a different, uh, a different kind of support. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I will also say it's very unfortunate that um, CDs in general are kind of being moved away. Like, have you guys heard that Best Buy is, like, they're, like, moving CDs off the shelf and it's all in the bar. No, right I now. didn't know about that. Yeah, this has been going on since the beginning of the year. Whoa. So, yeah. Yeah, I did pick up Black Sabbath self-titled for six bucks from that, so that's great. Nice. Future.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not too bummed about that, because I don't really have much use for CDs anymore.
2: Yeah, there's nearly no more practical use for it.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and I will
1: say, as someone who's a huge fan of streaming, I do like owning physical copies of CDs, because at least I know for a fact I'll always have that music. That's why I own every tool CD physically, mm. because I want access to that music until I die, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, one could argue that if you, you know, Spotify plus piracy could, you know, for for the convenience sake, replace, like, um, you know, needing to own something, right? Well, because... it's
1: funny you call it piracy because artists will put their own music on torrenting platforms as well. Yeah. But that it's also. Another, it's kind of like another weird outlet. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's yeah that's and that is a particularly weird outlet because you're just kind of throwing your music into the wind. Yeah. yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I think. Um... You know, we all kind of knew with the, you know, as soon as the internet became a thing, as soon as we were able to transfer large files, you know, across the globe, it was kind of inevitable that there'd be an issue of, like, us sort of valuing music less, you know, because all of it's so available to us. It's
2: so accessible now. There's, yeah, it's completely different from before it was around, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so I, I hope that we can sort of, like moving forward encourage more of a culture of like you know you're enjoying this music so you need to be you know supporting these artists in whatever way that is whether it's buying merch or going to concerts or paying on band camp you know so that they can continue to make the music that we enjoy you know yeah
2: i definitely want to keep the love for the artists in the music industry no matter what no matter where it goes i think that's very important to stick around yeah sure. definitely yeah.
0: um is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up on any of these topics?
1: Um I I don't know. <laughs> because I think the thing is is um as long as you have some means of means of putting your music out there regardless of how efficient it is for payment, someone's going to use it. Mm-hmm. Like like you, you do have you should be paid for your work, but also people just love putting art out there and just seeing others reactions to it.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one perspective to take that, you know, if, um, for some people, just the fact that other people are enjoying their work, you know, that's a payment of its own, that can oh, be yeah. Argued. Yeah. um, yeah. that definitely doesn't invalidate the need for them to make a living, especially in today's economy. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, there's definitely something to be said for the, um, I guess just the culture of like creating things for the enjoyment of other people you know rather than expecting something in return and i think that that mindset also um helps music to be more more creative and, and more self-expressive you know? I, I would
2: agree completely like um I, I guess someone who comes to mind like that is a uh... I'm not like a super follower or like a fan or follower of her, but I, I started listening to Billie Eilish because at okay. some point like her yeah. her content got to my ears. She's getting really popular and her music is amazing. Um, a lot of her stuff is very free expressive, and I think a lot of that is driven from she has a message to who, is, who may be listening, mm-hmm. whom the, the, the point of the song may concern. I feel like she's very endearing about the, her lyrics mm-hmm. and what she's trying to tell the audience. And that promotes a very unique kind of creativity. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, her concerts, her outfits, her music videos. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's different stuff. She's it's, super out there. Yeah. yeah, extremely. And I think a lot of that, like, as you said, it, or paraphrasing again, <laughs> is, is driven from the kind of the the intention back towards the fans in a way. Yeah. With the love of the fans.
0: Definitely. Yeah, going forward, I, I, that's a really important um, mindset for musicians to have. And you know, of course, it's always up to whoever's making the art. You know, why they want to make the art, of sure. course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think um, I do think that's a something that results in a lot of really good art being put out there. It's just the mindset of like, you know, I'm making this because I want other people to dance to this or to, to you know, enjoy it however they want. You mm. know,
1: One person I do want to bring up in this conversation because he has done so well to market himself through not only his music, but his image and his music videos is Oliver Tree. I'm sure you've heard oh, of him. Oh, yes. He is yeah. excellent. And I think that he – is paving the way for how artists are going to promote themselves on platforms like YouTube because his music videos are crazy yeah. and they fit his image so well. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like you need that kind of self-awareness to really hone in on how you're going to do this well. Like, Sure, yeah. Like he definitely, Oliver Tree definitely has like a very uh, unique and driven It's authentic. Yeah, it's very it's, authentic. It's genuine. Content. You can tell mm-hmm. even though like his music is kind of cheesy on some level it's more enjoyable than like typical cheesy music because it's self-referential it's ironic like he understands all that yeah he has a sense of humor to it Mm -hmm. for sure and so that might be the big thing it's like if you're going to promote yourself as an artist regardless of if you're just a musician because i do feel like he's also a visual entertainer like not just his music videos but his concert experiences like i saw this video on twitter a few days ago he broke his leg, or, like, not his leg, but, like, some part of his leg. So he was in a wheelchair, like, with the audience going like <laughs> yes. this. It was so fun just to see that. Like, it's definitely, I feel like art's are definitely going to be pushed more to be more, like, just out there and kind of, like, defying the norms. But yeah. at the same time kind of being ironic about it
0: that kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier about how like um you know in order to make it on you know youtube and whatever platforms it definitely helps to have kind of an edge kind of be you know out there and and creative yeah, and, and and go viral in some way you yeah know? yeah um and and i like that a lot because that's i mean it keeps music fresh and interesting you know absolutely yeah absolutely. all right um i think we're gonna wrap it up right there if that's cool with you guys yeah
2: i think uh Great discussion, great things being shared. Yeah, I think good place to
0: call it. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, we tried a little bit of a different format this time. Let us know in the comments um, whether you liked this episode. I'm sure you all liked this episode, how much you liked this episode. Um, and join the Discord server, where you can share tunes with us and um, you know give us further feedback and everything. Um, Subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere. And um, yeah, thanks again, everyone.